It is time for another episode of the Cultural Hall. Uh, I hope everyone had a Merry Christmas, that you were able to uh, be with the ones that you loved, that you were able to uh, hug and squeeze them and and have them, you know, all the things, that Christmas was all of the things, and that you woke up this morning and said, another episode of the Cultural Hall? Are these guys a machine? Are you kidding me? The day after Christmas, they have something full of news and merriment and love and kindness and sweetness and all the things. And here and we the are. final Christmas here, him. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, so, well, for so the, the Christmas ones yeah. through the magic and spirit of Christmas, people will have already heard that Andrew. Oh, wonderful. And yet here we are the day after Christmas. How are you, sir? I am wonderful. How are you doing? You know, I love that we celebrate Christmas all year round. If people are Patreon saints, they can see that you didn't get enough Christmas on Christmas Day and that today you are still dressed like Elf from the movie. Well, I can't help elf. it because I can finally fit back into the shirt. <laughs> now, uh, let people uh, let people know that certainly you are not the, the full garb uh, that Will Ferrell would don in the movie Elf. You are just one of those handsome t-shirts like a tuxedo t-shirt. Which uh, I yep. also enjoy, but it's a uh, an elf shirt with bells and buttons. Yeah, I refuse to wear ugly sweaters. Uh-huh. It's like, why do that to myself? I'm gonna overheat. But yeah. I do like the ugly sweater like t-shirts. Right. <laughs> you could just call them ugly t-shirts. It was a late. It was a little bit laborious the way you went after it to say the ugly yeah, sweater but an ugly t-shirt, t-shirt like... could be the one i wear i wear i wear out when i'm working in the garage so sure. so it has has to have a little context you know the worst part about ugly sweaters and the fact that they've become a thing is that you get one right and they're itchy as you pointed out and they're too warm as you pointed out but also it's something that just creates um clutter in your in your uh in your closet and there's not yeah because uh, these often... t-shirts i can wear all year round yeah, yes. I mean, I'm sure you get some looks, but the thing is, yeah, you get like a two, three-week window max on a lot of those, uh, you know, on the uh, the old uh, sweaters. And then and then, you, then, what do you do? Then you don't have a place for them. Then, then what's happening? Then you have regret, and it hangs in the closet for a while. Regret. I, no one wants regret. I also have a question for you, too. You mentioned, and I don't want to skip over it, that it finally fits. Most people, I think, Andrew, and I'm not going to speak for all people. I shouldn't even speak for most, but I will. Most people, when they don't fit into something for a bit, they'll get rid of it. Are you the guy that hang out, hung on to everything and said, you know what? I'm getting back to you, clothes. You hang not right there. I'll get back to you. But, but lots of stuff. Partly, I am the guy who would probably have thrown it away prior to marrying my wife. Mm-hmm. But my wife is not someone who throws things away. Oh. So in the first half of our marriage, there was a lot of arguments of, why are you throwing that away? I'm like, well, I don't fit in it anymore. And then mm-hmm. we have this conversation or argument. Sometimes it was <laughs> uh, long. And so over, I've been beaten down. So I save everything. Okay. Okay. That seems like so a I lot have of my things. old leather jacket from high school. Or post high school, my brother lost my one, and then he bought me a new one after mm-hmm. I got home from my mission. So it's it's really my mission one post my mission. But my leather jacket has been years since I've been able to fit into that. There's there's a hope inside of me mm-hmm. that someday, 
somewhere, some way I can wear wear that jacket again. So there in my heart of hearts, I want uh, you to be able to do that as well. And like the second that you put it on, you go, hey, 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 it fits. Hey, look at this. And do like the little shoulder. Well, I'll bob. definitely flip the collar. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And I'll definitely walk around like Danny Zuko from Greece. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking a little the Fonz or maybe even uh, a little Andrew Dice Clay, right? Maybe you start to get a potty mouth on it once you get the. Uh, once <laughs> yeah, the probably not that one. But yeah. I might do the whole lift my arm up like in uh, uh, at the end of summer nights when John Travolta. <laughs> <laughs> It'll bring me back to my high school days when I played Danny Zuko. You know, you know what this reminds me of? And I don't know why. When I was a senior in high school, I was cast in a show. Um, and it was based on a Woody Allen movie. It's called Play It Again, Sam. And, oh, yeah. Uh, and uh, I was cast as Humphrey Bogart, you know, because I look like Humphrey Bogart. Yeah. Uh, I was cast as Humphrey Bogart. Red hair, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the height, <laughs> the six feet yeah. tall. I was perfect. Spot on Humphrey Bogart. Well, uh, for, for the show, uh, you had to smoke or have a cigarette at very least. And we went down, my friend Ryan and I, we went down to the uh, health food store and found ginseng cigarettes. Because if ever there was a way that you could split a hair, ginseng cigarettes are okay, tobacco cigarettes are not. And I remember for an entire afternoon, we sat at Willow Creek Park in Sandy, Utah. With a... With a pack of cigarettes and... uh Every time we lit one and we're talking to one another, it was the second that the cigarette came to mouth. It was like, wow, you see. <laughs> so you did something, thing, you know, fun with it. And yeah. you were kind of splitting hairs. I was, I was Conrad Birdie in my senior year. And I thought it was hilarious to bring actual joints on stage with me. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I when I lit when I tried to light up, I mean they I didn't light up on stage, sure. but they were actual joints, which we then went off and smoked afterwards. And that kids is the difference between Salt Lake and Ogden. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> that, that is true. <laughs> oh, little Utah. That's exactly humor. the difference between yeah. Salt Lake and Ogden. Look, guys, yeah. I brought a great I brought I brought a great little prop. Let's go. Let's and go. It got, it got around that I I had them and um Someone tried to ask me to show what I had, and I I was able to sneak away. It was on the last night, but that um, so that that is a thing of your past that I did not know, sir. Oh yeah, there was a time <laughs> when, <laughs> and now you are Mister the. Mayor. I enjoyed the herbal remedies. Well, listen, it's things of the earth, right? Isn't that the justification right. we do? Yes. Yeah, yes. they say herbs are good for the body, yeah, right? Th th in, in times and in season. Uh, anything else, speaking of season, as you have kind of, I'm betting this this whole week off from work, or certainly it's I a low-key thing. every day off, and here's what my plan is. Uh-huh. Nothing. Yeah? Well, so here, there is some things I'm going to do. I'm okay. going to, um, I'm going to rearrange my garage. Okay. Because... I haven't been able to lift anything over 10 pounds since the surgery. Yeah. And so things just kind of get dropped in the ground <laughs> and it is a, it, it's a mess. Actually, I got it cleaned up. The missionaries came over and helped me move some things. Yeah, around. they did. Good for you. 
but it needs to be organized. Okay. So, so that's, that's part of what I'm going to do. Can you lift um, stuff now then being post uh, gastro sleeve surgery Tuesday. and for people who may not have ever heard or know what's going on? Yeah. Next Tuesday will be the day I can lift. I have to be careful, but sure, sure. over 10, over 10 pounds, six sure. weeks is what they say. Sure. So then that, that's amazing. Next yeah. week will be not next week. Um, uh, sorry, tomorrow. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we're recording this. I always... Hey, no, because because today is not tomorrow, but today is today, yeah. and and yesterday today was today. That's in right. the past. So tomorrow, yes. I'll be able to lift more than ten pounds. So, so I'm really good at this, Richie. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm you're just... super great at it. Let's do the end of the show. You'll just knock it out of the yeah. Let's do that this moment. <laughs> Are we doing the end of the show? Do I need to pull up? Oh my yeah, no, you need to have that for sure. You'll be All doing right. that today uh so so also uh anything that you uh were super excited to give this year for the holiday season anything exciting that's what i love that question better than what what did you get um sure. but yeah um so well i uh i my wife got some pretty cool things the stuff all stuff she asked for mm -hmm. but one thing i was proud of is i got her a hair dryer because she needs one, mm -hmm. but she are, but by the time she opened it, she'd already bought her something new. Right. I love that. So we have an extra hairdryer. So Perfect. Won't, it'll be a while. It'll be a long time. Yeah. She won't need one for a good long time. Yeah. And I got her something she wanted because the stand mixer broke. Mm -hmm. so we got her a new stand mix. I got her a new stand mixer. Good for you. Look at that. That's, a, that's a baller Christmas. My wife, and this is funny because anyone that I told leading up to Christmas, they said, are you sure that this is what she wants? And I said, I promise you, I would not be this guy that would buy my wife this thing for Christmas if she didn't explicitly tell me what she wanted. And this was That's the what I do. I go down the wanted. list. Yep. yep, yep, yep. Uh, she wanted a uh, a vacuum, which seems like such a husband to wife gift from the sitcoms. From the that is definitely something you want to do unless it is on the list. Right. But she 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 wanted it, this particular one. It's like a shop vac, but it's small. So she can kind of, whenever there's the messes in the kitchen and without pulling so out the cord. she can follow you around. And... Yep. <laughs> yeah. Wait, no, she has to follow me around to shut cabinet doors. I'm notorious. She's like. Oh, that's my wife's constant thing is she'll call through the house and say. It's okay to close the cabinet doors. <laughs> my, it, it's funny because my wife is to the point where she'll be like, let me, if she's, you know, working on her art for a little bit or she's been editing or whatever the thing is that she's been doing, that she's been away, she'll, she'll almost pretend like she's a detective and be like, I want to try and see if I can guess what you did this afternoon. <laughs> and I'll be like, okay. She'll be like, okay, so... You were thirsty, and then you got yourself a drink. That's the cup right there that you used because you left it right by the sink as soon as you got done with it. Are you right? Yeah, I'm right. Uh, yeah, and then you wanted to make, uh, let me see, uh, quesadilla because there's a little bit of cheese on the counter. The plate cabinet is open, and also uh, you left the like the tab that you have to pull to open the tortillas. That's over there the as well. Is that what you did? Yes, that is what I did. And she she takes great pleasure, I think. I think that's the way that she's turning out an otherwise annoying thing into kind of a fun game. <laughs> well, that sounds good. Sounds like uh you're you're you have a very similar relationship to, to mm -hmm, us. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There is oh, one more thing that happened yes. last week. 
Okay. I released a new Christmas story. Not for, uh, I just released it on Facebook. So if you follow me on Facebook, you can get the link. I can give you the link if you want. Of course. Yeah. Richie. Yeah. It's, it's free. It's just on my blog. It'll probably be published next year with a compilation of Christmas stories. Mm -hmm. But this is called, this is actually one of the characters from my book. She was the choir director in my book. Her name is Mrs. Duncan, and she is getting ready to do her Christmas program. Mm-hmm. And everything that she wants falls apart, and she has all kinds of trouble getting it up. And she learns about giving true gifts and giving of yourself during Christmas time. So. Hmm. I like that. Do Do you feel the tangible change from Christmas Day to the next day? Like yesterday, Christmas, you feel that today. You don't feel that. I think I or did you more feel when I was less. a kid. I think where I feel the change is, is on New Year's Day. Yeah. Because yep. I, I feel like that mid-New Year's Christmas is still kind of Christmas. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I think that helped when I was in Australia on my mission. Boxing Day became mm-hmm. almost as big and sometimes better of a celebration mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. Christmas Day. Sure. Because people want to sit at home and be be just calm on Christmas Day, but on Boxing Day, they get out and do a lot of other things with other people. What are the traditions for people that don't know? Because I'm not sure that I could pull one out of the top of my head. What are the traditions for Boxing Day? You know, I don't know what the actual traditions are. We were typically just invited over for like a kind of like, so they did a big meal on Christmas Day, but it was Mm -hmm. always cold. It was like, because it's hot in um, Australia. So it was like opposite seasons for people who don't understand. Yeah, like, and so the next day was like, like leftovers, kind of like the day after, like day after Thanksgiving. So there would right. be like, if they had turkey, cold turkey, we would eat turkey sandwiches. And so we were often invited over to families to, and it was just kind of a family day. They'd come over there and people would hang out and it was kind of come over, eat and stuff. I think hmm. people do similar things on Christmas Day or New Year's Eve. In America, but they they extend that out to Boxing Day in Australia. So really- so so the only Boxing Day tradition that I feel like comes to my mind is something similar to what you just described. This new board is fun, uh, and uh, except what it is is it's just sort of an open house. So like, and I, and I remember this a couple times from my youth. One time that we did it, and one time that a friend did it, is you essentially just make all kinds of food or there's all kinds of food available, right? From appetizers to heavy things to whatever. And then you just let family and friends know, I'm going to be home all day. Doors are open and they're welcome to come by, which I think is sort of different because like when you have it uh, on like Christmas day, it's, it's just your family or at best extended family. You would never have, you know, the person down the street just sort of drop in on Christmas Day feels a little too private, a little too intimate. No, that's exactly right. But for Boxing the Day, it's like, hey, Day anyone who wants. Send it out to everyone. Yep. Yeah. 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 So I want to uh, I want to invite you on this Boxing Day, Andrew. If you want to come up from Texas today, you're welcome to come up. Uh, come see I'll me. get in the car right now. Yeah. We're, we're going to have, uh, for people with dietary By the time I'm there, it won't be Boxing Day no, sure, 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 sure. For people with dietary restrictions like you, I've got some water and in small one ounce uh, packets. So you're welcome to come have that. We've also got some of that protein water as well. I say that as I go get a sip and I mean a sip of water. Yeah, because you can't have more than a sip. I can't have do very much more. Uh, let's and take if a I break. try, if I try to gulp, 
I have fun afterwards. <laughs> and by fun, I mean no fun. Let's take a break. And when we come back, let's do some actual articles of news. If you've ever thought about starting a podcast and, well, you just don't know what to do, I would encourage you to reach out to me. Now, I am at Richie T. Stedman on all the social medias. You can find and follow me there. Uh, you can also send me an email, richietstedman at gmail.com, if you'd like to know more about what uh, I do as far as being a podcast coach and consultant. But let me just say this. May I say this? Almost 600 episodes under my belt, I could certainly be able to help you. Now, let me say this as well. I know a lot of you are thinking, well, listen, I yeah, I don't know that I'm ever going to get thousands of followers. Here's the best part about podcasts. Sometimes they can just be for fun. Other times they can be for really small niche audiences, and you can make a truck ton of money. We can talk about it, how you could do it if you would like. You can reach out to me at Richie T. Stedman wherever you find me, or certainly if you send me a message at the Cultural Hall, I'll be able to answer it there as well. Have you have you considered starting a podcast? Reach out to me. Hi, friends. Dan the Laptop Man here from PC Laptops. You can get a brand new PC Laptops desktop, and they start at only $29 a month. And it comes with a lifetime warranty. Just check us out at PCLaptops.com. That's PCLaptops.com. Imagine running a small business today. It's challenging. Imaging and internet presence is an absolute must. Even with that, you're still a small star in a bright cyber universe. Now, imagine you have someone who understands how to get your site designed for your talents and then easily searched by potential clients. Imagine Lennon Design. Whether it's strictly a website or a whole package of logo creation, advertising media, and promotional materials, Lennon Design is your partner in business. They'll test the boundaries of their imagination to create something unique for you. When you need creative, affordable design, let it be Lennon Design. Call 801-699-3022 or visit LennonDesign.com. Here in the second half of Articles of News, we do actual articles of news. Hit it, Peter. You can't lose articles of news. And away we go. You know, the other day we did uh, that Articles of News and Temple ticker uh, and mentioned the Austin Temple. I guess there's another temple beyond the uh, Cleveland Temple, which location has been announced. Um, we mentioned that the Austin Temple, uh, now location determined, but but it's particularly important to you, Mr. Mayor, because it is it's your 10 temple. miles from my house. Really? Yeah, it'll be 10 miles away. I haven't driven to the site yet, but I know mm-hmm. where it is. I know about where it is. I haven't, but my my goal between Christmas and New Year's, I'm going to drive by the site look at it it's right next to a a church so there's a you know so it's the but not um, your church 10 minutes away not mine Mm -mm. and i I, there was a my i think mine was in the running for it because there's this big open lot next to our church that the the church owns Uh and there was a lot of people hoping that it would be at ours but it's it's a little bit more centralized northern austin centralized so if you look on the map, there's a town called Cedar Park and a town called Round Rock, and it's like directly in between the two of those. So a I nice live in neighborhood, Rock. I would presume. Nice neighborhood. Yep. Nice. Good. It's right. It's about a mile away from my my doctor. Oh, good. Also, so I'll be regularly by there. <laughs> yep. People will be glad to know that when you get your regular visits to the doctor, you also have your regular spiritual visits. That's right. I can go to the doctor and the temple in the same afternoon. Yep. Yep. And your work will be like, is he working remotely? And you'll be like, yeah, sure. Sure I am. Yeah. 
Yeah. You bet. For the dead, I am. That's right. For the dead. I'll block off that time and I'll write on my calendar for the dead. <laughs> and people wonder what the crap like, what, is what he is doing the, right now? What, what is happening? Uh, well, cool. I'm excited. I'm I'm glad to see that. Glad to see that things are moving as far as that goes. And definitely I thought of you and also the Wilds and some other folks who have some particular involvement in the cultural so hall. So to that, I believe... Well, I, can't remember what the arrangement was i think it was it's closer to us um i was i was kidding uh char around uh, online i said uh -huh. hey if it's closer to me um i can't remember if i said if it's closer to me you buy me lunch or uh -huh. i'll buy you lunch anyway whatever and if it's closer to you the reverse whatever i said i i guess i win whatever that means I'm you win excited. lunch yeah so i win lunch or i win to give her lunch i just said chick-fil-a yeah, so Chow, you get you some Chick-fil-A. We'll have to work that out eventually when probably as it gets closer to being built and everything. No, I insist on it now. Why not yeah, over Christmas try, break? We, oh, because well, you can't eat food. That's why. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's she could come up and I'd buy her lunch and I just go. watch her do it. There you go. I can eat food. I ate a little chicken the other day. Yeah, how I was that? it up really, really. Sure. Really. Yeah, but I did. Was it worth it? It was worth it. Yeah. What wouldn't be worth it if I didn't, if I was, if I didn't pay attention to chewing it up really well, because I've done other things that way and I've learned pretty fast. It's not worth it. Yeah. You're in a situation where with all these lessons with eating and or drinking because of your gastric sleeve, that the, the mistakes, you, you feel them in a big way yeah. in a real quick yeah. hurry. It's, it's not like one of those mistakes. Then you're like two years later and you realize, yeah. man, I shouldn't have ate so much stuff. You feel the mistake that moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. So let's start with this news. This uh, this I thought was kind of interesting. It, it, it's short, but I love that we're doing it. Uh, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints donated uh, tr fruit tree seedlings to schools, hospitals, and homes in Tanzania. Uh, the church provided 74,000 fruit tree seedlings, including avocado, mango, lemon, orange, guava, uh, all for planting at schools, hospitals, and homes of families in need at seven locations across the Dodoma region of central Tanzania. And, and I just think that's cool. I mean, we hear, uh, we hear of amazing, you know, like food donations and coming to help water, but this is something that in perpetuity will be able to help these folks. It is also just the first portion of what will be 130,000 fruit tree seedlings that the church will donate. Uh, and some of them will be planted at the foot of Africa's tallest peak, Mount Kilimanjaro, uh, according to Church Newsroom. So, I don't know. I think I I think that's kind of cool, and I I, think I don't think awesome. that this is like a uh, a um, church farm situation. And I think it's I think I think it's just I don't know why that <laughs> every once in a while Richie turns into a transformer. Yeah, I don't know why that keeps happening because the button is down and all the things. Anyway, uh, uh, it's the new board. Everybody um, sounds like Megatron. Yes, or or uh, no, almost shock, shockwave. Yeah, exactly. Um, but but it's not, you know, it's not a church farm situation. And I just love that it's like, hey, I think that this will help people out and let's let's do this. Awesome. And, and and then they did. So there are times like this that makes me 
I mean, there's a lot of other times too, but that makes me proud to be a member of the church. What's news and stories do you have, sir? So, you know, many people um, are, we always talk, I, I always talk about the Tabernacle Choir Temple Square Christmas concert. Mm-hmm. But I think yes, one you, of the you things literally, that's over. You yeah, literally I, always talk about it. Yeah, I always do. Especially the last, what, three or four articles of news uh-huh. every time. Mm-hmm. Well, I wanted to finish up the year with one last one because I think something that's overlooked um, is that the nativity. So the the, na- the in every Christmas concert, you probably are aware if you're familiar with them, at the end, whoever's the guest performer reads the nativity from Luke 2. And then they sing angels from the realms of glory. And it's it's beautiful. It's a, it's, it's a great tradition that they do. But what's cool is, and I, I, I built the playlist that I'll share with everyone, is you can you can watch them. And there's some of the, and every single performer takes it from completely different. And it and it's really cool to see. So if you if you ever want to spend some time trying to understand the nativity in new ways without like a lot of scripture study, just by hearing other people's interpretation of how it's read. That's a really good thing to do. There's a there's a link um, to the choir where they talk about that to, on the choir's um, page where they talk about that. But I'm including a playlist. Some of my favorites are the most recent one with um, uh, what's uh, something. His last name is McDonough, but he played. He was in Captain America. He played Dum Dum Dugan, mm-hmm. um, the guy, one of the guys that ran around with him um, in World War II, and uh, so he does a really good job. My, uh, you know, so for nerds and another nerd one is Gimli from Lord of the Rings, uh, John Reese davies mm-hmm. He does one of the best interpretations of, Lord, of of Luke 2 than I've ever seen. And there's a description of it. Like there's two videos, one where he does it actually at the concert and one where he talks about doing it. And that's hmm. even better than his actual performance. So interesting. And and, you know. A Bond girl, Jane Seymour, mm-hmm. um, is it is there? Um, I mean, how many? There's just uh, Angela Lansbury. Uh, there is just so many different performers from Walter Cronkite to to um, Ed Herman and all these different actors, and they all do it differently. And it it is just wonderful to hear, and you get little little insights from the different performances. So anyway, to that, I wanted to talk about that. Let me get wet out one more time. I promise I won't talk about it at least until next year. Well, in the year that the Muppets hosted, uh, oh, the Sesame Street ones, yeah. Sesame Street was it Kermit that did the Luke Two story mm-hmm. at the end? They had a um, what was his name? They had a uh, an just like in any Muppet show, they had a an actor who uh, was also there. What okay, oh, uh, so. He's I really, I a, really like the idea of Kermit walking me through Luke too. It's a different interpretation for sure. Yeah, Kermit, that would be awesome. Um, if you want to see something along those lines, it doesn't get directly into Luke too, but John Denver's Christmas special with the Muppets. Yes, John Denver does one, and the and the Muppets, and so there's a lot of cool. Uh, Muppets do some pretty good stuff. Absolutely. By the way, best Christmas Carol ever, Muppet. Sure, sure. Tis the season to be jolly and joyous, fa la la. That's right. Uh, yeah. I Go thought ahead. this story was interesting because I don't think that many people know this. Uh, curious, you being a Texas resident 
wondering if you knew this. Um, the number of migrants that are pleading for asylum is growing every day at the U.S.-Mexico border. Uh, the influx of people has overwhelmed the El Paso area. I know you're not in El Paso, but stay with me. Uh, there are, um, as of this, just this last Thursday, uh, a daily bus of 52 immigrants that arrived at the Houston Transfer Center. Here's the point of why I'm bringing this up. Do you know anything about the Houston Transfer Center uh, from El Paso, Texas? I don't. It was opened in October. It's funded by FEMA. It serves as a temporary stop for those authorized by the U.S. government to seek asylum, and it's operated by Catholic Charities of the Archdiocese of Galveston, Houston, and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Oh, I didn't know that. I did that's not cool. know that as well. So what I'm wondering, and if there's anyone that's listening to this that's involved in this, or if anyone that's listening to this knows someone that's involved in this, I don't. is it a mission? Is it the missionaries that are down there doing it? Are they hired positions within the church to go work at this? Uh, at this, Someone um, in the cultural center? hall community knows this. Has to. The Houston Transfer Center, um, it's a place that they get to take a shower, have a meal, and then be able to be uh, dealt with as they is it Is this a place that they asylum. stop before they drop them off at Martha's Vineyard? <laughs> yes. I remember that a couple of months ago. It just seemed uh, yes. interesting. It came up in October, and that was kind of the same time they were talking about dropping people. Out. I wonder if it's it's like this is a response to the marketing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't think so, though. I appreciate it. <laughs> what uh, what other news do you have, sir? Last week, last week the church announced something that will really make my elders quorum go a little smoother at the beginning, at least mm -hmm. after a while. Mm -hmm. For the last few years, since they shortened the the from three-hours block to two-hour block, whenever we get to Elders Quorum, it happens no other place. And I was talking to my wife, Relief Society doesn't have this issue, but we always go, are we supposed to say a prayer? Should mm -hmm. we say a prayer? Do we? And, and it, it, I swear we spend five or six minutes every time asking do we say a prayer? Should I say a prayer? No, no, no. We say a prayer at the end. No, no. I think we say at the prayer at the beginning and not. At, no, we say it at both. And it just becomes this fiasco. The church has not. And the church originally, when they shortened that, we didn't say a prayer. You had sacrament meeting. You didn't have a prayer. And you had a closing prayer at the end of the second. Yeah, hour, because the was thought it. was that that your day, your time had been opened or consecrated with a prayer. And, and so you didn't yep. need to do it again. But now, but now they, I think it caused a lot of confusion, at least it did in my ward. And so it seems like that might be why they do it. Cause now they've, they've said, no, we, we, we want you to say a prayer at the beginning of the second hour and at the end of the second hour, which, which will probably make, it probably just was a lot of confusion for people, at least for, I know men, <laughs> men probably struggle with. <laughs> I love that. At least for not your people, the people in your area. No, just men, just men in general. Just men we in struggled general. with it. Uh, I At think my, my area. I think my word, I think we just defaulted now that I'm trying to think about it. I think we've always, at least as long as I've been here, always just said an opening and closing prayer and not thought about it. But it's, it's a full on change in the handbook. They said, hey, start these meetings with a prayer now. 
I, I think it I think it clarifies it. <laughs> it makes a lot less confusion. And for the people already doing it, they won't they won't notice anything. So so uh now we're gonna have six months of still. Wait, do we do a prayer? Yeah. <laughs> wait, I it'll, thought we don't do that anymore. Do we do that anymore? Do we but they said hey, we didn't? Uh, no, the one no, wait a minute. Uh they're correct. No, let's see. Uh uh no, we pray. No. Uh, I before eat. No, wait. It's no. Uh, <laughs> yep, that's right. That whole so, thing. It'll be fun. Uh, do you know who Mike Leach is? Does that name sound familiar to you? Never heard that name. Oh, come on. Never heard that name? Well, not that I know of. Not that I recall. Okay. Well, he recently passed away. He was the head football coach at Mississippi State. Oh, wow. And he was, as this, I love this, the headline of this article, was Mike Leach a Mormon, question mark? Late football coach was considered a Jack. Oh, he's a Jack Mormon. Yeah, and they didn't put Jack Mormon in the in the, uh, in the headline. They don't use Mormons anymore. Jack. Jack, member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Yeah, I don't that think. doesn't that, have the same ring to it. I think they think that the uh, slang term is just calling someone a Jack. Oh, is that guy a Jack? Yeah, that's a Jack. Not He's Jack. A Jack. She's a Molly. Mm -hmm. He's a Peter. Yeah. Right? Oh, I kind of like that though. I actually Yeah, he's a Jack. She's a Molly. I like Someone that, should actually. make a movie or a play uh, called Jack Molly Peter. <laughs> uh he passed away at the age of 61, uh days after suffering complications from a heart condition. Um, oh, he'd sorry. been receiving uh, treatment at the University of Mississippi Medical Center in the days before his death. And and it's a tragedy, right? 61 years old, uh, beloved as most football coaches are in their particular area. Um, one thing that was especially learned uh, after his passing was that his childhood, he was a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. He went to BYU. So there are those that did know certainly that he was at one time, a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. He received a bachelor's degree in American studies from BYU, went in to get his Juris Doctorate from Pepperdine, and uh, then obtained a Master's of Sports Science in Coaching. Um, even though he was a Jack, he continued uh, to read the Book of Mormon, said, quote, by Mike Leach, I read the, I read the entire Old Testament and New Testament Four times, and I'm on my fifth, Leach told the USA Today. Despite some of my bad habits, it's known that he drank coffee and tea. Uh, despite some of my bad habits, uh, along with those four times, I've also read the Book of Mormon and the Doctrine and Covenants. Yeah, I've got bad habits, and I'm sure I've got a red dot next to my name, is what he said. Now, here's the interesting thing that, uh, that I found fascinating that was included in this particular article. What is a Jack Mormon? And I would ask you before I read the rest of this, what do you consider someone that is a Jack Mormon as opposed to maybe a lapsed Mormon as opposed to maybe an ex-Mormon or a no more Mormon or whatever, assuming that we can say Mormon and that that's okay? I think a Jack Mormon, tell me, I mean, this is how I look at it. Okay. My uncle John would have been a Jack Mormon, in my opinion. He mm -hmm. he He's someone who believed in the church, he was he grew up in the church he considered himself mormon 
but he had no intention of following the the basic tenets like going to church on Sundays, not smoking, not drinking, you know, the not not partaking of some of that stuff. And but um every person who calls themselves that I know of anyway that calls themselves a Jack Mormon um often lived a life of service. They often were very friendly and open to other people. They my, and it wasn't just my uncle John. My uncle John was a good example of this, but every other one that was very similar. There's something I think so. I think that they have a a heart towards the church, but just don't want to live the the lifestyle mm-hmm. uh, of the church. And I think yeah. to me, that's that's what a Jack Mormon is. The, that's why, if not, they would say I'm not a Mormon at all. They sure. would just say I left the church. Right. Yeah, and and maybe even the maybe the one thing that I would add is maybe that they maybe they have the desire to do it, but they just don't feel like they can and they don't. So in the yeah. in this article it says. Uh, the term Jack Mormon, and this is where it was curious. I only spent just a moment going down this rabbit hole. So if there's someone that knows or a history person uh, that wants to make this into a, a larger portion of a future episode of the Cultural Hall, it says a Jack Mormon is a slang term that originated in 19th century America. So the 1800s is when Jack Mormon first came around. There's got to be some history as to maybe there was a particular person named Jack or yes, why they would call fine. a Jack Mormon. And that came about in the There's 1800s. Gotta be a, a listener or a former, former, sure. um, uh, former, uh, cultural hall, um, interviewee. What are they called? guest, a guest? <laughs> I couldn't get to, there's a lot of struggling for guest, Ooh. Andrew. <laughs> um, Whoo, I'm there. Got um, it. Made it. former guest who, uh, should be able who, who might be able to help us. Uh, but the, within the article, it says the term is used to describe a member of the Mormon church who does not adhere to the church's standard of conduct. And I think that's a pretty fair thing, right? You talked about uh, like coffee, tea, alcohol, tobacco. That's probably the most common things. But maybe it's even someone that goes, yeah, I believe this, but it doesn't cause them to be uh, in the building or worshiping with other folks. So yeah. there you go. Rest in peace, uh, Mike Leach. But guess what? There's another another part of it. Uh, I think it was LDS Living this last week that that gave a little excerpt of Matthew Holland uh, actually um, gave a, a prayer and tribute at Mike Leach's um, funeral. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, says, quote, uh, let's see. As many of the tributes uh, rolling in today suggest, such could easily have been said of the Mike Leach that we knew and loved. It also stands to reason that this is what the angels of heaven are saying about him right now. Elder Holland quipped, we should not assume for a second that Mike's famed air raid offense, uh, air raid offense was developed only for contests here on earth. Elder Holland was among a host of speakers who shared memories, offered words of comfort and paid tribute to Leach this last Tuesday at a memorial service. So uh, Sounds awesome. Like all of us, he was imperfect, says Elder Holland. This is the younger Elder Holland, Matthew Holland. But by his own account and his children's, Mike read the scriptures every night. He also prayed, and above all, he loved, believing that any true follower of Christ must actively watch and care for the lost and lonely, the broken and the overlooked. So I really appreciate that. Sounds by like your this uncle John. All men know that ye are my disciples, that ye have loved one unto another. Are you going to sing it? 
Nope. Good. You want me to? No. <laughs> That's my post Christmas gift. I didn't want to, gift. but if you if you really asked me to, I probably wouldn't do it anymore. Anyway, oh. But uh, <laughs> and I probably still would not do it. Uh, what other news do you have, sir? Well, uh, kind of piggybacking on that, there was a uh, a list that went out on jukebugs.com. A list. 35 35 most famous Mormons. I will not go through them. What I'm going to mention are the Okay, there's a few that you know, like John Heater and sure. David Archuleta sure. and Harry Reid and Glenn Beck. Christina Aguilera, 30, did she make it? She made it. Yep. Yes. Okay. Okay. Christina okay. Aguilera is on there. Okay. But do you know who Bruce Hurst is? Uh, a, a baseball player. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, well, I didn't know who that was, but now I do. Peter Vidmar. Uh, no, I don't know who Peter Vidmar is, a though I can assume famer, because he was gymnast. Because he was on the list that he is a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. He's a famous gymnast. I, I learned that there was a guy that I thought was dead is still alive. His name's John Peter Lewis. He was on American Idol. Okay. For some reason, I had it in my head that he died. Hmm. But apparently, that's not true. So In fact, he's alive. Still alive. Yeah, he's still alive. Uh, do you know who Ellen Wheeler is? Uh, No. She's another. She's a an actress, and when you look her up, you're like, "Oh, I've seen her in lots of stuff." <laughs> she's on Another World, apparently. I don't know what that is. It's a show um, with. Uh, uh, isn't uh, Another World the um, with uh, Topanga? Isn't that Another World? No, that's isn't Boy that a different world. world. I thought that <laughs> was a different world. You mean the one from that was a spinoff of Bill Cosby, the Cosby Show? Oh, okay. That was a different Ooh. world. Oh, okay. Sorry, we never like to mention that name anymore. Uh, um, obviously, everyone knows Gladys Knight and R Ricky Schroeder. Sure. You know yeah, that... who Alan Sparhawk is? No. Um, he is, um, see, so is a devout member. He was born into the church, and uh, um, it doesn't say what he is. Perfect. Oh, he's a band member. He has a band. Okay. Um, a band anyway, that we've heard of? I can't find the band name. Um, the band increased. It's just because the band. Um, okay. Uh, I don't. Indie pop. When I band, look up Alan Spearhawk, it says that he's in a band called Low. Low. There it is. But it for some reason the article doesn't say his band name. Yeah. And, so anyway. Okay. There's a ton of people I didn't know at all, let alone whether they were a member of church at the church. Yeah. That was and what I found most about that list. Who? Who, huh? But you know, I my some of my you know Eliza Dushku I knew, Merlin sure. Olson I knew, Christine Aguilera I knew. But then there's a lot of people, no idea. How about Shay and Sid McGee? Do you know who these people are? Are they in the list? Did I miss no, them? No, they oh, okay. are on season four of Netflix Dream Home Makeover. Uh, they they are one of these uh, famed reality show folks. It's a married couple who make their clients' dreams come true. Kind of like the Magnolia uh, people. What's their names? Chip and yeah, Joanna. Chip and Joanna. Not exactly like that, but basically exactly like that. Um, season three was released on the streaming service back in July of this year. They're enjoying life and on the threshold of welcoming their third child into the world. This is in season three. Sid and Shay McGee's next major undertaking will be the arrival of their third child. And people wonder, are they, in fact, members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints? And the answer, yes. 
They are. So they'll go like 10 seasons and have a kid every year. They're members of the church. (laughs) According to Netflix, Shay and said are the married couple behind Studio McGee, an interior design and e-commerce business with 70 employees. Uh, And if you look very, very closely, they, you have to look and pay very close attention in this series because it's, it's the subtle uh, Mormon hints in order for you to know that they're members of the church like a little bit in the dress, like in the faded, um, or I'm sorry, the blurry, like shot in the background, you can see like the temple picture or like the picture of the prophet and the, and the first and second counselor. Like you have to, you have to be paying very close attention. Um, but Shay also attended BYU. So that's, here's what I'll say you and your wife, if you were any good at decorating and remodeling, could give them a run for their money. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. That's very kind. I can totally see that. I haven't met your wife, but uh, yeah, I met you. <laughs> I mean, it, it's a it's a lot of work and a work that I'll never do again. So, <laughs> even for a TV show, and because we're talking about people that no one remembers, uh, Morgan, who was on a TV show called Laguna Beach, back in the day, she was a member of the show. Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. You can find this link in the show notes. Uh, where is she now? She has gone back to uh, just, just being a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Uh, she was focused as she when she was on the show on attending BYU, uh, finding the right Mormon man to marry. Ultimately, she did achieve her dream uh, by graduating in 2008 with a bachelor's degree in humanities. Is that a reality show? A journalism Beach. major. Yeah, Laguna Beach. So, so what I think is interesting about this, and this is for the really old timers, uh, you remember Real World, and it was on either the first or the second season uh, that there was a member of the church who is now lo- no longer a member of the church, but that we that was maybe one of the first times that we as a church got a lot of recognition um, because this woman went on Real World where they lived, uh, you know, men and women lived together, and she faced church discipline for her participation in that show because ratings and the intrigue and interest in that particular individual was so high. Most of these early reality TV shows tried to include a Mormon in it and Mormon and Morgan was the Mormon for Laguna beach. We've said a lot of Mormon. today. I know we've said it a lot. There have been a tremendous amount of wins for Satan in today's episode. (laughs) Uh, what, uh, what other stuff do you have, sir? I'm, I'm, I'm done. I think you don't have any more. I have, well, no, I have, I have two small ones. Give me a small one right now. Let's do it. Well, no, I have one small one. (laughs) I think I'm not going to do it. Uh, the Utah's favorite potato casserole. Oh yeah. Named after funerals. It's on tastingtable.com, And it's another it seems like this last year I've read more articles outside the church about funeral potatoes Mm -hmm. than I've ever read inside the church. But this one, this one is nice. It goes into um, kind of the history of it, but it talks about the history of it from the perspective of charity, which I wrote an article that's similar in in nature to it. That's why I guess I like this because they were taking it. But I mean, if you really look at the history of it, no one knows who invented it, Mm -hmm. but it is commonly uh, is common that it is, you know, based on uh, people's backgrounds in the Mideast because there are similar things, not the Mideast, the Mideast, <laughs> the, mid- the Midwest, Mid-America. in America, Mid-w- in, in Middle America, 
you know, from the from the Plains area from Illinois. And as they came to the, it conglomerated into what we now know. But the the benefit, the the idea of the Relief Society um, having to feed a lot of people for a lot of different reasons, including funerals, is 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 really kind of a touching story. If you think about why the the, the funeral potatoes is named what it is and why mm-hmm. it came together, it's really from this this uh, great organization, the Relief Society, that had had to serve solve a, a, any a problem on a regular basis. How do I feed a lot of people in a time of need? um and and make sure that that they're taken care of so that they don't have to worry about those items so they can focus on you know their mourning or whatever else that they're they're dealing with and so i you know it, it takes that kind of perspective um uh so i wanted to bring that up because as we're talking about family we christmas mm-hmm. in my opinion christmas eve should always be ham and funeral potatoes because yes. that's what my mom yes always did for christmas eve now we didn't do that this year for christmas eve because sure. i can't eat that yeah but next year i can so we'll be back to ham and funeral potatoes next next christmas eve and and by uh ham and just funeral potatoes you mean i was just gonna say you get a uh a melon baller scoop of of funeral yep. potatoes and half a slice of ham I can eat about a quarter cup of food and feel full. Yeah, good. If I eat a third cup of food, I feel like Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. If I eat one more bite beyond that, I do not feel good at all. Well, and you shouldn't. You shouldn't. Not only should you not feel good, but you also should not do those things. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. yeah. I'm learning. I'm I've proud a of you. Moments. I'm proud of you. I'm proud that you're willing to share it. I'm proud that you made the choice to do it. I think that... You know, this will be a time that you'll look back and go, yeah, that was the time I changed my life completely around. That's right. Now I'll have all the articles of news episodes to go back and reminisce about. Uh, do you know who Ken Niamatalolo is? No, I bet he's Polynesian, though. Uh, he is, in fact. Uh, he, um, if you saw the uh, movie Meet the Mormons, did you see this? Yep. The movie? Yep. Oh, he, he's the coach. He is the football coach from Navy, and he is now not the football coach from Navy. He has stepped down as head football coach of the Naval Academy. Uh, Following the conclusion of their third subpar season, Ken said, I'm good. Uh, The uh, Navy athletic director said, our sincerest gratitude to Coach Ken for what has been a distinguished and impactful legacy at uh, the Naval Academy. So he uh, has coached there uh, in some former capacity for twenty five to to years. Uh, I they, so they before they uh, before BYU hired Kalani Satake, uh, they actually talked to Ken to try and bring him over to BYU. Um, Ken was an assistant coach from ninety uh, five. To 98, and then uh, he went to UNLV from 98 to 2001. Then he came back to Navy until 2007 as an assistant coach, and then has been the head coach at Navy for the last 15 years. He brought an unprecedented success for a decade, compiling nine winning seasons in 10 years and becoming by far the winningest coach in program history. But the last three years have not treated him well, and now. They're tired of losing to Army, and they're tired to of losing to, to take Air over Force. the U- University of Texas role. Oh yeah, how 
they're not good hook them horns they're not doing it they haven't since i've been here maybe mm. actually i haven't paid attention this year so they may be good this year but every other year everyone always screams about how bad they so the whole time i've been here they haven't had a good team so. and you just sort of join in with your unfamiliarity of sports and you're like yeah come on yeah get bums going on your your sport event <laughs> go sport go get sports that. Uh, I want to see, I'm just doing a quick perusal of the remaining articles that I've got that, uh, might be worth mentioning. Um, this I thought was, um, was sad and sad on a lot of reasons. Uh, a Provo man is facing a third degree burglary felony after he allegedly broke into the Provo city center temple of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And the reason why he did this. Yeah, he did it to get out of the cold, according to a police affidavit. While nothing was reported missing from the premises, the suspect is accused of causing $4,000 in damages during the reported break-in. He was caught on surveillance footage using a metal tray to break a stained glass window Mm -hmm. at the house of worship. He then repeatedly reached through the broken window and unlocked the door from the inside. Um, And... uh, yeah, it, it's a it's a sad story. There is a, a sort of a humorous part of this real quick, and then I think maybe we leave this on on the um the positive and what we can do better note. Uh Zamora, who is the suspect in this, said, I uh, that wasn't me. I didn't do this. Guys, you got the wrong guy. And then they showed him uh the surveillance video where they watch him break the glass and reach his arm around and open the door and he goes oh yeah yeah that was me <laughs> i did that no no i swear I, I didn't do that look at this video oh it's yeah, interesting no. that he hasn't he didn't take anything you yeah. know he it, it's his story of his he really was just cold does seem to line up i i don't mm-hmm. know um be, because he didn't take anything or do anything else but well I, and i would hope that we could afford the $4,000 and hope that we can find a better place for him and not get him a felony. I don't know what his background is, but I would hope that we could look past this, but that uh, it's not my call. Sure. Well, you can be sure that there are several people who have said, listen, the church has a hundred billion dollars and what are they doing for the homeless? Uh, Not enough that this guy had to break into the temple to try and keep warm, right? And I know that that is an inciting statement. I think that's why people say it, but could could we be doing more as a as a church as a whole? I mean, probably, right? I think could, there's always always chance to do more. Yeah. Could we be doing more as individuals as well? Certainly. Absolutely. Um and so, I mean, I guess my charge and and where I would like to leave this is you know, it's an unfortunate incident, whether or not he should be charged. I mean, I'm sort of of the mind that on some level be held accountable. I don't know what that looks like. Um, Agreed. I, I think that's difficult because then that also makes me sound just horrible that it's like the guy was freezing what you would do to stay warm as well. I understand. Um, but less on that and more on the, you know, this holiday season, it's the week between Christmas and New Year's. It's an opportunity for you to be able to have time with family. And I think it's also an opportunity for you to think of those people 
um, that you see in your life. And it doesn't have to be the people that you know, the people that you know by name, the neighbors that might be struggling. There may, may, may be that man or woman that's always at the place that you get right off the freeway uh, or, you know, the, the guy who's always out in front of the particular supermarket or whatever, right? To be able to think about, and I'm not saying just give them change. I'm saying think about how how could you actually impact that person's life? What is the thing that you could do that would really change uh, them, how, how, how they are, who they are, um, their lives, their quality of life, and, and maybe look for an opportunity uh, to be able to do that? Um, this holiday I think that's season. the beauty of the, you know, the Christmas season is it gives us that opportunity to refocus on the Savior, but specifically on his service to others. And and hopefully, and I try to do this every year, carry that like in the same way the Sabbath does for mm-hmm. the week, the Christmas season can do that for the year and we can really kind of focus ourselves and and maybe we can, maybe it's give more more to charities that need that can help them like the road home in Salt Lake city and, mm-hmm. and others like that. Right. Um, or maybe it's, it's, it's look at our po- policies. If you're a lawmaker, if you're in control of that, may there's, there's probably a lot of ways we can be impactful for it that we forget that we can do until that moment that someone's handing out saying, can I have some change? Mm-hmm. So um yeah, it's just something maybe we we can relook at everything we do. Maybe give more to your fast offerings. Maybe I don't know know what it is because fast offerings specifically helps people who are are struggling as opposed to tithing, who builds buildings and makes things. You know, uh, so so think about it. Consider that maybe as you're making your New Year's resolutions. That's something I'm actually going to try and do is think of a year that I can or think of things that I can do this next year that will help build more and better community. So we'll see how that goes. Maybe I'll share. If I come up with something that I think is pertinent, I'll share that here in the cultural hall. Are you ready to do this, sir? I'm ready to do you think oh, you got I'm ready this? to do this. I am. I'm very ready. Now I'm ready. We hope that this episode has nourished and strengthened your body. And that if you're not healthy enough to listen this week, you'll be healthy enough to listen next week. And that when the time comes, you will be able to travel Home in safety. In the meantime, Chris at Alpine Lakes Travel, Rick McGee, Debbie Wanless, and Chocolate Cake Bites Podcast will be saving a seat for you on the back row of, of the, the cultural, cultural hall. hall. Look, you Merry did Christmas. it. You did it. Happy did. New Year. Save me a seat. It's sure to be neat. On the back row, we really got to go on the cultural hall show.